Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. It's Fantasy Football Friday, which is actually now become Fantasy Football Saturday, mostly because both me and Alex work stupid night jobs and need to sleep on occasion. We also have our man TDA Alex here in the studio with us to do our picks podcast. Alex? Hey, what's up, man? Let's do this. All right, so let's start out with our mutual picks for the week. Um, as we know, right before recording this, uh, Cam Newton tested positive for Corona. So that game's moving to Tuesday. My guess is it'll probably eventually be canceled. But now we're at two teams and this is getting a little more nerve wracking. That stuff might start to actually be canceled for weeks. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy the way it's been going the last couple of days. Uh, cases have been popping up just about everywhere, even in the uh, political section. But it's very unfortunate that it happened. And for us, I think it was a kind of a good thing because if we would have recorded this yesterday, we would have gone into this game however we would have without knowing what would happen. So Yeah, I know. All right. So uh, mutual pick-wise, we went four out of five last week, so we continue our nice mark of wins where we are 10 and 5 on the year. That puts us in... 3,138th place overall, and we're only three points from the top 100, which would win us some prizes. So mm, we're not doing too bad on the mutual picks. Nope, but we're always aiming to do better. I don't know how much better we can aim for four out of five, but if we can hit a five out of five, I'll be pretty impressed, especially if we hit it this week, because I was dragging to find picks to that wasn't like one so all right so let's start out the first game on the slate the arizona cardinals at the carolina panthers uh carolina panthers are getting three and a half points i like carolina here a little bit um just cross country road for arizona i didn't like the way arizona looked last week but i could pretty much pretty easily be talked out of it i've somehow liked carolina all year and not liked arizona so it may be a little bit biased uh coming in here what do you think of this game well arizona has at least one interception in each game this year so far so defensively they're getting some turnovers um they're a pretty good team i think they're a middle tier team but a pretty good one i think that they probably beat carolina by at least a touchdown so i wasn't too sure about it so i i would probably put this in the maybe column yeah i i was looking to be talked out of carolina but I think it's just the uh, home points with a team coming cross country. I always sort of stare at that and I'm like, hmm. Uh, but also, I I do think I have a blind spot with Carolina, though they did win last week. So yeah. uh, we'll put that in the uh, maybe to no category and hope we can find five others. Okay. All right. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts are playing the Chicago Bears. And I was sort of hoping this one would be Colts getting points. But they're growing too smart for us. And the Indianapolis Colts are two and a half point favorites. With the Colts as favorites, I I just can't make myself take them. I don't trust Phillip Rivers that much. And also, they're 
starting to get some attrition on the receivers. Both Pittman and Paris Campbell are now out. So that only really leaves T.Y. Hilton and Mo Ali Cox, a tight end, to throw to. So I'm not as keen to hop on the uh, Indianapolis Colts as two-and-a-half-point favorites here. What do you think on this game? Yeah, um, we both we both are pretty uh, pretty on par with Indy. We both kind of like them, but we're always concerned about their quarterback play. Um, I think we're going to probably – Stay away from this one. Yeah. Uh, any thought of taking the Bears here, getting points? They are 3-0 and with Foles. Uh, I don't really have any. I want to see what Foles does, if it's good Foles or bad Foles. Well, um, I kind of like Chicago to win this this game, actually. Uh, it's Chuck Pagano's first game against his former team, so that's going to be kind of interesting to see. Uh yeah, I, I could definitely see a scenario where Chicago pulls off a win, especially with no Trubisky. Yeah, uh, part of me feels like Chicago might end up winning this game. and I don't know if a worse team has ever started the season 4-0, and but it wouldn't stun me if Chicago came in and won this game. But I think there might be better games to take. But we'll mark it down in a maybe category, and if we need to return back to it, we will. All right, the Jacksonville Jaguars are... At the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals are two and a half point favorites. So uh, I probably will try to talk you into the Jacksonville Jaguars getting points here. I, I saw a fun stat on the Cincinnati Bengals is they're actually the worst offensive team if you go by yards per play. So all this talk of how great Joe Burrow and the offense has been, it actually, if you break down some analytical numbers, their offense is actually really bad which doesn't totally stun me being their line has been awful. And if you've had Joe Mixon in fantasy at all this year, you know how bad he's been. Um, Jacksonville-wise, I just like their offense. I think they'll bounce back from the Miami Dolphins game. They've had a couple extra days rest, and I just think Jacksonville's probably a better team than Cincinnati. What do you think? I'm totally with you on that one. Um, Even though I'm not a big Jacksonville person or Jacksonville fan, I like him in this game. Like you said, Cincinnati's offense is really not as good as people think. Uh, and not just that, they've been allowing 154, I think, yards per game uh, on the on the ground since 2019. I mean, they give up a lot of yards. They can't control the ball. Their offense really isn't as good as it seems. Uh, I think this one's a prime one to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that's my main reason. Also, I think the Jags will score points, so... If you're giving me points with the Jags for, say, bad Cincy defense and then an offense, it's sort of – it likes to throw the ball, so it puts up some numbers. But if you start to break down those numbers, any, you actually realize their offense isn't all that great. So we'll put Jacksonville down as our first one of the week so far. Yeah, and just so you know, uh, I might have this one as a potential upset game. <laughs> oh. All right, so we're going to move on to the – one of the most interesting games of the week, uh, the Cleveland Browns at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are favored by four and a half points. This is an intriguing game to watch for me. I don't know if it's an intriguing game to take either team. I think if you pulled my arm, I'd probably lean towards the Cleveland Browns here just because they're getting points. I think this will be a shootout just like all Cowboys games. But do you have a, a feeling either way on this one? Yeah, uh, oddly enough, my feelings towards this game 
are that the Cowboys are going to light up the Browns. Oh, you're and going that way. Interesting. Yeah, I think I think it's not even going to be close. But uh, I mean, how strong do you feel about? Oh, not strong, and uh, it's very possible. Like by the first quarter, I'll be like, "Why the hell would you even think about <laughs> taking the Browns?" So it, it wasn't a. I think it was more. I if anyone was getting points, like if they were giving the Cowboys points, I'd be like, "Oh, the Cowboys seem nice." So I don't I mean, think it's a a strategy of oh, I think these Browns have been good the last two weeks. Uh, if you break down the game, they weren't even that good versus the Washington Redskins. I mean, if they had had a rocket quarterback, I think the Redskins could have covered that game. Well, I read a stat somewhere that uh, Coach McCarthy's five and zero at Jerry's World, and yeah. I know one of those was that comeback versus the Falcons, so you can't really count it. But I mean, five and zero, and going up against a kind of bad team. I mean, I could totally see them just running away with it. All right, so we'll put the Cowboys down as a or top of the list of the maybes for right now. How about that? I like that. All right, uh, moving on. Where the New Orleans Saints are at the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are getting four and a half points. I I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to try to convince you to take the Detroit Lions here. No, that, that doesn't even sound crazy to me. I, I think the Saints got a lot of starters out. Um, if you Michael look Thomas at the Lions, if you look at the Lions, I think they've been sort of actually pretty good this year. I mean, their record doesn't show it, but... They've played decent. They've played decent. I liked that win going to Arizona so I don't know them getting four and a half points at home it just sort of stood out to me uh what are your thoughts on this one? Oh no I, I I'm totally with you man we were pretty in sync this morning um I like the Lions too in this game uh, Michael Thomas is out again I think he's officially been ruled out yes so even though they still have uh Cook got ruled out as well so they're uh, I mean, their two second, probably their best offensive weapon and their third offensive weapon that Breeze likes to go to are both you know, sitting out. It's not even. It's not even that I think that New Orleans would lose. Oh as no! Much as it is that I think that it'll be close. And also, I think like maybe if the Saints are up ten, I, I think you know the Lions are going down and getting some cheapy touchdown to make this thing look much closer than it is too. Oh, definitely, I I'm totally with you on this one. All right, so we might be sleep-deprived, but I think we're both in line to go with the three Detroit Lions getting four and a half points for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, maybe listening back to this, we're going we're gonna to tell ourselves that we were definitely tired. Yeah, I know. We're going to both wake up tomorrow and wonder why we have the Jags and the Lions as our two mutual picks. But you know what? We're doing good. Let's keep rolling. All right. Um, the Minnesota Vikings at the Houston Texans. Uh, the Houston Texans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, this was like a automatic stay-away game for me. Um, if you had me lean one way, I'd probably lean towards the Texans, but I just had no interest in even trying to handicap this game because I don't know what to make of either team. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't like either one either. Uh the Vikings are kind of on and off. Their defense isn't really that good. Uh, Texans, we don't know what they're going to bring. I mean, Deshaun Watson's four and five against NFC teams. 
you know, not a really useful stat, but it just, you know, he loses a lot of games, but I don't know. I, stay away from this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, definite stay away. Uh, I'll be intriguing to see if one of these teams can at least bleed a little life into their season. Uh, next up, the Seattle Seahawks at the Miami Dolphins. The Seattle Seahawks are favored by six and a half points. Um, this was also sort of a stay away game for me. I just didn't like the Seahawks spot on the road, given like six and a half points, especially since that defense has been, you know, it's a mash unit right now. So it has me scared that the Dolphins will be able to score some points. And I just don't like even as good as Seattle's been uh, six and a half points on the road. What do you think? Um, I was I was kind of debating that, um, you know, I know that the line for you is different because I always do my picks on a different day and the line tends to change. Yeah. Uh, at the line that I saw it at, I considered it. I was trying to. What's it sitting know, at right now? Uh, I think it's at five and a half right now. Okay. That starts to get into territory with it. I yeah, we're going to start it. at least to maybe yeah. I see it possible, but yeah, it's six. What is it, six and a half? Six okay. and a half. So they got to win yeah, by a at touchdown. Six, at six and a half, as bad. I mean, the Dolphins are pretty bad, though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the only thing I think what worried me was more Seahawks up big, and then you know they sort of pull off the gas, and I we look, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has three hundred yards passing in the fourth quarter because the game's been over for three quarters. Yeah, I mean it's very possible. Yeah, I guess we stay away from this. But oh. I do think Seattle's going to win. Yeah, oh, I definitely think Seattle's going to win. But it just felt a little, I don't want that many points on the road. So that's why I didn't like that one. Uh, we'll move on to the Los Angeles Chargers at the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks are seven and a half point favorites. Once again, this line seemed quite large, but I have no interest in taking the Los Angeles Chargers. So this was another stay away from me. Uh, do you have a feeling on this one, one way or the other? I mean, good wins out, Fournette's out. I don't have a really good feeling about it. I, I think somehow Tampa's defense uh, rattles the rookie. Yes, I, I, and, I, I. That's what scares me. I don't think the Chargers can score enough points to cover the seven and a half. But I'm not in love with the. Tampa Bay Bucks as seven and a half point favorites. So, and that's what it is. Until we see more consistency from Brady and maybe Gronk doing something, anything, then you know I'd feel comfortable taking it a matchup like this. But at this point in the season, with what we've seen, no. All right, we'll move on. Uh, these these next two games are quite large spreads. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at the Washington football team. The Baltimore Ravens are 13.5-point favorites. I don't like double-digit favorites, and now we're talking two touchdown favorites. As much as I think Baltimore's probably going to run this score up and dominate, uh, it just scares me when you start creeping into two touchdown point favorites. And also, I read an article the other day that Haskins is on a very thin line. So I'm I'm guessing if he's bad again, which isn't that much of a stretch, they'll probably start to think about pulling him. Yeah, I mean, who does Washington think they are? The New York Jets? <laughs> Getting 14, 14 and a half. What? Yeah, uh, that's way too high. Uh, I, as much as, as as much as we all know the Ravens are a better team, that's still re- really high. You know, and the Ravens, 
uh, what they've gotten 100 plus rushing yards in six straight games now. You know that if they get a lead, they're just going to run the ball, and who knows. They could just run all day. Well, that's what I think I'm concerned that, you know, force, first quarter, they probably score 20 points. It's 20 nothing, and they just essentially grind this game into a halt. And it's, you know, Washington gets a cheap touchdown here or there, and the game just goes quickly. And Baltimore, I mean, they don't gain anything by running this score up. I think everybody in the world knows Baltimore is a much better team than Washington. So it just seemed like too big a spread to me. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? Uh, my wife knows that we're recording the podcast, so she sends me a quick test right now, like, oh, my God, Cam Newton's out. Cam Newton's out. Make sure you know this. <laughs> well, she's probably been the only one that's been half awake all morning. So, <laughs> Yeah, she, she got a little bit of sleep, I think. All right, moving on to the next huge spread game. The New York Giants are at the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Rams are 12.5-point favorites on here. Uh, much like the Ravens, I think the Rams will roll roll pretty easy. But this just seems a tad high, especially for a game I doubt the Rams are going to take too seriously. They'll probably get up, and then they'll pack it in. You know, I think that this game will be close until halftime. And we'll all sit here wondering, like, oh, my gosh, are the Giants going to beat the Rams? And then the second half comes around, and the Rams just kind of take off. Uh, I see the Rams winning, but that's a really large spread. Yeah. Uh, So I was going to pass on that. We're starting to run out of games now with cancellations. So uh, those maybes might start coming into play. Uh, Next up, we have the... Well, the Patriots Chiefs still scheduled for Tuesday, but I'm just going to go ahead and pass on that one. I... My guess is that one probably ends up getting canceled. Did you have a play one way or the other? No, honestly, I didn't. I didn't even put it on my list because I'm more interested in watching that game than. Yeah. Uh, also, if Cam is not playing, uh, my guess is that six and a half point spread jumps quite quickly. Oh yeah. Okay, so moving on, the Buffalo Bills at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Buffalo Bills are two and a half point favorites. Once again, this hits my uh, road favorite thing that I don't really like. I I think the Bills are a much better team, and they probably will run up the offense again. But I think this Vegas team is probably a little frisky, and I just I didn't like it with the Bills coming off a big win last week and then going on the road to Las Vegas. What did you think of this game? Um, I actually like Buffalo in this game. Do you? Yeah. Uh, what they showed me last week versus the Rams – kind of made me feel a little more comfortable taking him in these type of situations. Um, what What's your line at? Uh, this one shows Buffalo as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, see, and mine showed him as a three. Okay, so... so. And even so, uh, I still like Buffalo. You know, they've got... They give... Um, I think they've scored 31 points per game. I think third highest in the NFL right now. So they're putting up big points against some decent def- uh, defenses. So I think they can definitely win by at least a touchdown in this game so i I like buffalo yeah you could talk me into this especially since i think buffalo might end up being probably the best regular season team in the afc this year discounting you know chiefs are on a pedestal above but i I love the colts yes i i think the bills probably will end up with the second seed because i think baltimore is in a bit of a tougher division so you can talk me into Buffalo. Let's mark Buffalo down because we're running out of games. And 
I'm going to really have to sweet talk you into taking this next game. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The Philadelphia Eagles are at the San Francisco 49ers. The Philadelphia Eagles are getting six and a half points. Um, The 49ers have a lot of injuries and their last two wins are versus the Jets and the Giants. Um, That's all I have because the Philadelphia Eagles have been god awful. And I don't know how to tell you that Philadelphia is going to get better. But I do like them getting six and a half points, sadly. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I like the Eagles getting that many points also. San Francisco's only faced, San Francisco has faced four straight games versus winless teams. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're due for for a loss with all those injuries, everything that's happened. Uh, They're definitely due to take a step back. And the Eagles are hungry they need a win so i think i'm with you i like the eagles yeah that was my feeling on it as well uh is there an over under of which one of a sense of first text about how terrible the eagles are and in and in what minute of the game let's see uh i i i predict that because we're taking the eagles we'll be texting each other within uh the first five minutes of the game All right, so we'll mark the Eagles down. The next game is the Atlanta Falcons at the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm basically just scared to take the Falcons here, getting six-and-a-half points. I mean, I think their offense will be able to score on Green Bay, but I want no part of the Falcons. And I don't really want any part of Green Bay as six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Falcons last, like, five games. They've combined to lose by, like, you know, eight points. So I just don't know what to make of this game. I don't really have a play either way. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, stay away from this game. Green Bay is putting up at least 35 points in their last three games. You don't want any of that. Atlanta scores a lot. They got pretty good offense, you know, some big weapons. Green Bay's got a really good offense. Uh, You never know. It could come down to a field goal. All right, so we got four picks. We got to find a fifth here. Uh, you had the Arizona Cardinals in the maybe category, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, Chicago Bears, uh, Cleveland and Dallas, Minnesota and Houston, Seattle and Miami. And was there another one we sort of liked? What of that did you really like? Uh, You know, you're the host. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, defer to you on this one. You were pretty big on Cleveland. Or no, you were pretty big on Dallas. Do you want to... You could convince me Cleveland's going to get crushed this weekend. I probably feel the most safest with Dallas than with uh, Arizona. All right, let me me say a few things. Baker Mayfield. Well... Odell Beckham Jr. Later when I'm recording our fantasy... A football segment. Uh, it's possible I have Baker Mayfield in the buy list. So, <laughs> you know what? If if that's the case, then you need them. So, no, it's okay. I I think they can get numbers and still get crushed. But I don't know. The football gods work in mysterious ways. But I also might be struck by lightning for saying Baker Mayfield's going to run up points. So, oh man, uh. let's go with the Cowboys. Um, I think they're have the best chance to at least win big of these margin games so we're going to take the dallas cowboys minus four and a half you know if it makes you feel any better 
there's somebody on the Cowboys that I have as one of my bets for head to head. All right. So those are our five picks, the Jacksonville Jaguars plus two and a half, the Dallas Cowboys minus four and a half, the Detroit Lions plus four and a half, the Buffalo Bills minus two and a half, and the Philadelphia Eagles plus six and a half. That's an interesting mix. I <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you when you say it like that, I don't really like it. I I don't know what to think of that mix, but a lot of them are getting points, so technically that's always a good thing. I'm blaming it on the postponed games. So. Yes, I agree. All right, so let's recap our picks from last week. You once again went three and two, which put you on 10 and seven on the year. So you're off to a pretty good start on the year. You won the Philadelphia and Cincinnati under 46 and a half. You won the Patriots minus five and a half. You lost the Packers Saints under at 52 and a half. You lost the Rams plus two and a half and you won the Steelers minus three and a half. All right. I got on the winning track last week. I lost, sadly, the Philadelphia Eagles, who will probably be the death of me all year, <laughs> minus four and a half. I won the Patriots minus five and a half. I won the San Francisco New York Giants over at 42 and a half. I won the Lions at plus five and a half, and I lost the Panthers under at 19. Uh, we didn't have a head-to-head pick. We did have our mutual pick at two and zero. Oh. So that when we agree on our picks, it's probably a good thing to ride with us. My upset special, the Washington football team, was a terrible decision to make, and they looked awful, and their quarterback is an abomination. But you hit your upset pick, the Detroit Lions, this week. So good call on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to our picks this week. How many picks do you have? How many picks that I'm confident in or how many picks? Uh, well, I have one, two, three, four, and I'm going to need you to talk me into like maybe three others that are sitting in the uh, I might do it category. I have probably three that I feel okay about and two that are, if I have to go to five, I guess I can go with these. Okay, so uh, you start out with your one. Okay, well, I'm going to start off with my upset special for the week. And uh, that's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Bengals. All right, that's a nice choice. Um, I also, I'm not taking them as the upset special, but I have the Jacksonville Jaguars getting three points as one of my picks. That probably was my one and only one I was totally confident in and taking this week. <laughs> so if I really wanted to, I'd probably rack up our pick segment right now and just be with the Jacksonville Jaguars plus three. But I had to find a couple others. Uh, so what is your next one? My next one is uh, I'm taking the over in the Atlanta and Green Bay game. 
Yeah, I saw that. I I almost wrote that down, but I was a. I don't know. I was scared. Maybe Atlanta continues their weird ways and throws up a dud and screws me over in the over in that. All right, my next one is the Philadelphia Eagles plus seven. Uh, we already went over them a little bit. I just think uh, it's a lot of points for someone versus San Francisco who's got a lot of injuries. So I think they could cover the seven. They really need the game. And they're actually still right there in the division, though it's a little early to be talking about that. But no one's pulled away like, you know, Seattle or anything. They're in the division with Dallas. And Dallas looks to be a eight to nine win team. So if Philly can get to the winning, I I think they can sort of cover their way to us seven getting seven points here versus San Francisco. I like the way you sell it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm working hard to tell myself that's not crazy. And when Wentz throws two picks to someone in the first 10 minutes of the game and is running for his life, I probably will be regretting it. But all right. So what's your next one? My next one is uh, I am taking the under at the Seattle Dolphins game. Oh, nice choice. I like that pick. You were a little more thought provoking than I was this week. Uh, my next one is the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals over at 51 and a half. I just think two sort of mediocre defenses, good offenses. Both are high in the uh, possessions per game, so I think there'll be a lot of points scored in this one. Nice. All right, so what's your next one? Let's see, I have two more. Um, I'm taking the under in the Minnesota Vikings and Texans game. All right. Under in the Minnesota Vikings, Houston, Texans game. That's a good call. All right. Um, I'm down to, I marked off the Carolina Panthers plus three as one of my maybes. I just can't make myself do that one. There are two uh, that I'm thinking about. This one is completely insane. The Baltimore Ravens team total is 30 points, which is possibly one of the highest I've actually seen on a team total. But I do feel like they can get to 30 points pretty easy, even if they do just start running the ball. Uh, What is your feeling on that one? Well, listen, my feelings on that is that if you think they're going to get at least 30, then you don't think that's a game that we should have taken? Because, I mean, it's, what? what's the line, 15? Yes, but... Uh, and, I mean, do you think Washington can put up 16, 15 points on Baltimore's defense? Well, yes, but I, I'm scared our gambling podcast will lose all credibility if I stupidly no. take a team that's got a 30-point team total in an NFL game. Well, listen, this is, but this is why this particular segment is about you versus me and me versus you. All right. It's for fun. We'll mark it down. The Baltimore Ravens team total, 30. <laughs> wow, I can't believe you took it. Yes, I know. If it, When it's 17 points in the uh, fourth quarter, I'll be wondering why in the world I even convinced myself to that. Do you have any more picks? I have my last one here, and this is probably the craziest one that I didn't really put much thought into, but here goes. I am taking Dak Prescott to lead all quarterbacks 
uh, in passing yards. Oh, I like that. You had to dig deep to find that one. Yeah, you know, as I looked at all the other games, the only thing that uh, the only thing I could take with any confidence was uh, like over unders. I'm like, I don't want to sit there and pick just over unders. I want to get a few prop bets going. All right, that's a nice pick, and since it uh, has a little action, we'll also put that in your upset picks of the week. <laughs> All right, my last one that was in the maybe category, we already talked about it a little bit, was the Detroit Lions plus four and a half. I don't know if I want to officially make it one of my picks, but I do really like it, so I think I'll I'll move it in there as well. So that'll give me one, two, three, four, five picks on the week. So the Detroit Lions plus four and a half. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Let's go to Fantasy Football Friday on a set. Last week wasn't our best week, but we're going to try to improve and get better this week. In the quarterback, our suggestions, Cam Newton and Carson Wentz and Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins had a nice price value for $6,500. He scored 17 points and as bad as Carson Wentz looked in real life in fantasy, he wasn't too bad at 7,600. He scored 23 and a half points. Cam Newton, on the other hand, was not great value at 7,700, only scoring 12 points. The running backs were a bit of a mixed bag selection. Uh, Austin Eckler uh, had 25 points at $7,500. That was pretty good value. Miles Sanders, on the other hand, only at 12.7 points at $7,400. Wasn't great value. Melvin Gordon was even worse at $6,500 at 5.8 points. David Montgomery was another loss at $6,100 with 6.4 points. But then we got pretty good values from our $5,000 running backs. Darrell Henderson at 5,800 scored 18.5 points. Jarek McKinnon at 5,700 scored 15.2 points. And Antonio Gibson at 5,500 gave you 11.5 points. On the receiver end, we got pretty good value for Kenny Galladay's return at 7,500 at 14.7 points. DJ Moore did not have the big game that we thought he would. At 6,700, he scored 7.5 points. And another Indianapolis Colts receiver went down. This is our second week in a row we've taken a Colts receiver, and he's gotten hurt. Michael Pittman Jr. at 5,000 only gave you 4.5 points. And as we move to the tight end, Evan Ingram at 5,900 gave you 3.7 points. And Dalton Schultz at 4,900 gave you 6.8. Not a lot of great value on on my tight end picks this week. On the other end, my... uh, selections for quarterback on the do not buy list Deshaun Watson uh, was pretty good uh was a pretty good choice at $8,000 he only scored 18 points but then we moved to Josh Allen who continues to be probably the fantasy quarterback of the year at 8,100 scored 32 points so we'll take the hit that one running back I thought I made some nice selections on the do not buy side Josh Jacobs at 8,300 only scored 7.8 points so good call there david johnson 6900 only scored 11 points so pretty good call there i told you to stay away from julio jones and he ended up getting ruled out of the game there and also i told you to stay away from darren waller on the tight end side and at 6600 he only scored 1.9 points so on my do not buy list i had a pretty good selection of do not buys for that week Okay, moving on to this week and our buys list on the quarterback. Really like Deshaun Watson. I think he'll be able to finally get some numbers this week at 7,800. And we're going to take the risk and say Baker Mayfield 
good value at $7,000. I think he'll be able to score some points for that Cowboys defense. Really like Baker Mayfield this week. Uh, might come to regret that, but we'll stick with it. And uh, my last selection for quarterbacks this week is Teddy Bridgewater at 6800 Really think that game will be a shootout with the Arizona Cardinals. Think he can rack up some points. Without Christian McCaffrey, they look to throw uh, uh, some more and get some more yards in the air. So really like Charity Bidgewater this week, especially for the value at $6,800. On my do-not-buy side, uh, Nick Foles at $7,100. Just don't like the matchup versus the Colts. Uh, I'm not sold Nick Foles is all that much better than Mitch Trubisky. He probably a little bit better fit in the offense, but he's proven time and time again that he's not a great starting quarterback in this league. And my other do-not-buy selection is Tom Brady. Uh, just to haven't liked the way he's looked this year, and his value still remains pretty high price-wise at 7300 So Nick Foles and Tom Brady on my do-not-buy list. Moving on to the running backs on my buy list, uh, I... Joe Mixon has been awful so far this year, but really do like his value this week. I think he'll be able to get some yards versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that'll be a pretty big offensive game. Look for Joe Mixon to get off the schneid, and he presents really good value at 6800 Same with David Johnson. Love the matchup versus Minnesota. I think Houston will be able to get some numbers and get some yards at 6700 Really good value. I'm sticking with Darrell Henderson and riding him until he moves up into the $7,000 value range. At 6400 I think Darrell Henderson still really presents a lot of great value there. And uh, two of the lower end, uh, J.K. Dobbins, I think the Baltimore more will run up with and they'll pull out uh, Ingram and Gus Edwards and just start to use Dobbins in a lot of garbage time. So look for J.K. Dobbins to roll up some yards and some points this week and get some action at 5,700. And Travis Homer, both Carson and Carlos Hyde are banged up. Uh, the Dolphins' defense is not that great. James Robinson had a pretty good week the week before. So uh, look for Travis Homer to get some catches. Uh, he is capable of making a handful of explosive plays. So Travis Homer, a nice sleeper value at 52. $200. The only don't buy running back I have this week is Jonathan Taylor at 7500 Just don't like the value there, especially in the matchup versus the Bears. And I think you can find there are a lot of good running backs in the high price side that have much better value than Jonathan Taylor this week at 7500 On the receiving end, we got a pretty big list of buys this week. Uh, sticking with Cooper Cup, 7200 versus the Giants matchup. Really look for him to be comfortable at home and look for him to have a big game this week. Uh, DK Metcalf versus the Dolphins at 6900 I think presents pretty good value. Devontae Parker at 6500 versus the banged-up Seattle Seahawks defense. He had a nice week last week. Look for Ryan Fitzpatrick to keep that up. Marquise Brown at 6300 the Baltimore Ravens. I look for him to get a deep pass or two versus the Washington football team's defense. And I look for Baltimore to score a lot of points, so I think they'll be able to put some numbers on Marquise Brown this week. Uh, Will Fuller, we're sticking with our trend of taking Houston Texans this week. I think this is the first week where their offense will really be able to show what they can do. Emmanuel Sanders presents a good price at 5800 without Michael Thomas and without Jared Cook there. It leaves Kamara, and I think maybe Drew Bees might be able to get the ball to Emmanuel Sanders this year. You certainly can't go wrong with the value. At $5,800. A.J. Green, if he's ever going to have a good game, it'll be this one versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, And his value now has dropped so low to $5,700. It's worth taking a flyer on, especially uh, if that game turns out to be the shootout that I think it will be. Also on the Cincinnati side, T. Higgins at $5,300. Uh, 
Joe Burrow looked to use him a little bit last week. So I think if you have both Green and Higgins, you probably can get some points out of those guys, especially for their low price tag. On the do not buy list, uh, Mike Evans at $7,400. Just haven't liked the way he's looked so far this year and is with Brady. Uh, they seem to not be on the same page. I know he's caught two touchdowns last week, but it was two touchdowns for two yards on two catches. So it wasn't really as great a game as it looked. Allen Robinson, I'm just in a wait and see mode with most of the Bears. I just don't really trust Nick Foles to be that much better than Mitch Trubisky or that Bears offense to be all that much better. And Keenan Allen this week, just don't like the matchup with Tampa Bay. My The Tampa Bay defense is what's really been pulling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to their wins the last two weeks. So I'm a stay away with a rookie quarterback back there versus that Tampa Bay defense, especially at a 6,900 price tag. Moving on to the tight end position, really like Tyler Higby's matchup this week at $6,000. I think he'll be in the top end of tight ends this week so pretty good value for at six thousand dollars and evan ingram has let me down most of the year but we're still going to ride him this week i think he'll be able to get some garbage yards and his value keeps dropping so his price tag now is fifty six hundred dollars and we're gonna live and die with evan ingram and uh once again my don't buy tight end this week is darren waller i once again Buffalo defense I don't think is a great matchup for him and also his price tag still remains at the top end to tight ends at $6,700. I look for Waller to be more value when he drops if he can drop back down into the low $6,000 range. So those are my don't buys this week. So that's our fantasy football Friday on a Saturday. Thanks for listening. Want to thank Alex for coming on and doing our NFL pick shows with us. Best of luck on the week this week and I'm out.